The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Friday, May 22nd. 2015. Listeners, please welcome fan favorite gay adult star and the owner slash creator of CameoEntertainment.com, Cameo. Welcome to the show, Cameo. Hi, welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Pretty good. I can't complain. I'm certainly excited to get the chance to interview you. You are a fan favorite, beloved by your fans. So I can't wait to pick your brain about your time in the industry thus far. Okay, and it's an honor. It's an honor. Thank you. I appreciate that. So typically... In these one-on-one interviews, I like to get stats out the way because for the most part, the majority of our listeners and your fans, they haven't had the chance to see you in person. They only get to see you in the various scenes that you've done. So let's get to know some of your physical stats. What's your height and weight? I'm 5'10". I weigh 173. What's your ethnic background? I am black mixed with Asian. What's Asian descent? Uh, technically, I don't really know. It's, it's from my mother. My mother, she's pretty much all Asian. My father is African-American. Okay, cool. What's your zodiac sign? I'm an Aries. Happy belated-ish birthday. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And how old are you? I am 37. So let's get to know the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from New Jersey and been in Atlanta, Georgia for over 15 years off and on. What was life like for you growing up? What was Cameo like as a child, as a teenager? I was bad. Bad, uh, wild, spontaneous. Um, I definitely stayed in school. And uh, just loved to get into a lot of stuff throughout the period of time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also an Army brat. My father was in the military. Well, he still is in the military. And uh traveled with him to different states and... Well, just, uh, I guess you can maybe say a typical kid, just really fun and crazy. 
And can you continue on into your 20s? What was Cameo like as a grown man? As a grown man, in my 20s, I was uh, a person that, that loved to get money. Mm -hmm. Always working. And um, up to this day current, I still do the same. It has not skipped a beat. I always uh, find a way to stay busy and work. So in my 20s, I was always working, whether it's industrial work or commercial work, warehouse, you name it. I was there. Uh, I also went to school at that time in my early 20s to Middle Tennessee State University and I uh, studied law there for a kind of a short period of time before I left the school. Um, I did a little law enforcement back in the days, left there and did a lot of other things should I say, and even had um, a very wild, crazy moment throughout my years where I uh, kind of emerged into a bad boy type of thing and really lost my mind for a second, just did a lot of stuff, didn't really care for nothing. So at that time, I, I was at my dark moments, and I had to come up out of that, and eventually that's what I did. I came up out of it fighting like none other and uh, just continue to make more money and spread happiness mm -hmm. well it's a good thing I'm glad that you uh, you know saw the light and uh, that things certainly improved for you <laughs> yeah. when did you first realize your attraction to men Probably around the age of 19. The age of 19 is probably when I really start looking at guys and, and looking, at, looking at them in a sexual way. Mm -hmm. Always, I think back then I was curious, but I kept fighting myself. So I was like, nah, hell nah, fuck that. But throughout the course of time, you know, I was like, you know what? nothing wrong with maybe you know trying something you know just dip your foot in the water just a little bit and um, I did uh -huh. it and man there was no return <laughs> but I'm still bisexual I still love females I, I, I man they, they, they the best they really are but I also love men and find them extremely attractive and when I really realized it around that age of 19, 20, and got into it more fully, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was almost better than, it, it actually it was better than having sex with a female. Because mm -hmm. I, I got to really take it more in terms of sexual pain and pleasure than a female, you know. I can do a little bit more than what a female can do because some females, you know, they're like, oh, hold up, mess up my hair and all this. So it was fun. It was fun. So throughout the years, have you been in relationships with both women and men? Yes. Okay. I have. When's the last time you were what? with a woman? 
last time I was with a woman in a relationship was, I'm going to say, probably eight years ago. That was my last official relationship with a female. And it it, uh, it ended on a good note. And me and her, we still talk every once in a blue moon. But that was my official end point, dealing with her in particular. You never know what the future may hold, but that was it for, for a female. I still find them attractive, always will. But that was that was the, the part that uh-huh. kept, you know, keep it moving. So let's talk about your transition into the adult industry. How exactly did you get into the business? I also got into the business through an ex of mine that uh, was doing a scene and uh, he actually asked me, would it be cool for him to do a scene? And I told him, if you want to, go ahead. And he was like, he should try it. I was like, nah, I don't know. And one thing led to another. I said, well, shit, you only live once in your life. I sent out my information to the producer at Nice Enterprise, which is the owners of Tagus and the uh, Bait. And the producer liked what he saw. And then um, we hit it off pretty good and made some magic. Very cool. So that's, who, that's the one who, who brought me on. It's really my intuition and me, you know, just saying, fuck it. It's, it won't hurt to try. I really didn't think that I was going to be in it forever. I just said, I'll just give it a try, see what it's like. I never thought that it would progress and emerge to what it is today. Overall, how long in total have you been in the industry? Uh, About two and a half years. Was porn something that had all crossed your mind as something that you wanted to experience or try before you got that call from an ex? Yes. Yes. It always been in my mind. I always been curious. And like a lot of people, I think a lot of people have been curious to be to you know say you know it'll be fun to do it to try it, to experience it but a lot of people shy away from it because you never know who's gonna be watching if your family's gonna watch your closest friends you know things of that nature so that of course came across my mind many times but I have had many thoughts of it I said man that'll be hot to you know actually do do porn like wow Never thought it was going to happen, but it was a thought. A name in the industry is very important. You got to pick the right name. How did you come up with your poor name? Um, actually, the producer came up with Cameo um, because it's supposed to be like basically a Cameo appearance. Like, just appearance, do one video, that's it. And needless to say, after that first video... It became a hit, and uh, it took off from there. And from then on, I stuck with that name, Kimmy. 
let's go into that first day on set. The first time that you did a scene, what was going on in your mind uh, that day? Were you nervous, excited? What was going on in your head? I was excited. Nervous? No, I wasn't nervous. I was uh, really just thinking in the back of my mind as to, you know, how it's going to be. You know, the connection with that model, the things I'm going to do, and how far it is, you know, how far I'm going to take it, really. And the adrenaline, it was really rushing through me, so I just did it with, with, with a smile on my face. And I love every moment of it, too. But nervous? Nah. What do you enjoy most about starring in adult scenes? What I love most is the creativeness and the magic that happens between two individuals, two human beings, you know, that, that, that chemistry. That's what I love about it. It's like you, you can really make something come to life. And our visual sets as a form of art. It's like you are a artist and you are painting a sculpture, you know, you, you, you're creating something from ground up. And I love it. I love every second of it. Let's talk about the good and the bad on set. What turns you on the most and what turns you off the most when you're on set? What turns me on is if me and that model come together and the connection is genuine and everything is just running smoothly. The freakiness is just flowing, unlimited, no stopping. Just, just getting it, get it, get it, get it. You know, just, you know, you fucking and just, ugh. Yeah, I love that. And the part that I don't like or dislike is when you catch a vibe from a model that you're not really aware of or that you, you know, it's, that, that feeling is not there. It's like the spark is not, not in the air. And that irritates me where I have to step outside the box and create a spark. Mm -hmm. I have to I have to put in more work to make the video come alive. And and it's really irritating at times, yo. It really is. But as you as we all know you have to not let something bother you to the point where you can't get it done. So I learned to just keep the show running and do whatever you got to do to make that thing stay alive make it pop make it silver but that was that 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 really irritating because at times when you are on the set for certain companies you don't even know who the model is or if you do know you know their name but you don't know what they look like unless you did some research and if they're a newbie, then you really kind of shit out of luck until you just actually walk up on the set and see them for the first time. And that feeling is kind of awkward. And you just have to try to build a connection right there on the spot. 
get crazy. I believe it, man. So you started yeah. off performing. Oh. But obviously you've turned just performing into also working behind the scenes, directing and producing content for your official website, cameoentertainment.com. So what brought on the urge to start working behind the camera? It was an idea that I had in my mind about a year ago. From all of the videos that I have done throughout the course of time being in the industry, I have always said to myself, man, you know, it would be nice to actually do the same thing that these producers do, you know, and get more money and get more ownership, you know, being behind the scenes where you can really create more magic, you know, because when you are actually a model and you own the set, you are limited to the things that you can do. You follow directions from the producer. And with me, I follow the, the, the directions from the producer, but at the same time, in my mind, I'm like, man, we could do this, we could do that. You know, like, yo, we can really just fuck on top of the roof. Like, like what? But you can't really say too much. You have to just do what they ask of you to do. And I said, man, if I actually had my company, I would, like, really go outside the box. I would do a lot of things. I would make sure that the that the models are comfortable. I make sure that I pay them right. Not no half payment. Not no I pay you a portion and then pay you the other portion the next day. You know, all of that. I would make sure that I treat the models with respect. Treat them with self-worth. And don't downgrade them. It's some of the things that I see behind the scenes and I'm like, man, if I actually had my own company, I would do more better than some of these companies out there. And I said, you know what? Still thinking about it, do it. And at first I was kind of dragging my foot. I said, nah, maybe that's not my field. But then a part of me was like, you know, you never give up. And you know not to give up on your goals or admiration. So, shit, go ahead and do it. And that's what I did. How long has CameoEntertainment.com been in existence? And what can the listeners and fans out there tuning in right now find on the website? What can they expect from the site? I've been out for... Probably, I want to say, maybe five months or so. Um, on the site, you will see a lot of hot, bareback scenes, fucking, most fucking in different positions, um, off-the-wall performance that will really have someone's dick on hard. For the females, have their pussy dripping, have your booty hole, you know what I'm saying? All moist and shit. It, it's a lot of a lot of great sets on the site itself, and great performances from different models that's on the set from that site. I think that uh, a lot of people that will go to CameoEntertainment.com will really enjoy it. Will get an eyeful completely. 
and we'll just in love the experience. You know, like I tell a lot of people, make sure you grab a rag, a towel, or something, because after you watch some of this thing, I'm sure you're going to release a lot of pressure. And you're going to need something to clean, clean up all that calm and all that net. How do you find the talent yeah. for the scenes? Um, through a lot of networking and um, a lot of just come to me. I have a lot of models that will just contact me and newbies. People that want to get into the industry will contact me and I will take the necessary steps to see who they are, what they're about, and then proceed. If I think that they're a good fit for the company. And if they're not, then I would definitely refer them to other companies that might actually want to work with them. What about when a performer works with you? What goes into choosing the right performer to do a scene with you? Because obviously you do scenes on the site as well. There are scenes where you're directing the scenes, you're producing the scenes, but there are also scenes of you obviously as a performer. So what goes into you choosing the right performer to do a scene with? That right person has to be energetic. They have to be spontaneous, very extremely, utterly freaky. Because um, there are not really too many limits in different scenes. A lot of my scenes are hardcore, extreme hardcore. A lot of them are very rough. A lot of shit talking. A lot of moaning and groaning. Grabbing, choking, biting, sucking, licking, fucking. I mean, it just, it's like when you're there, I usually have them to just go out their mind. Just, just, just zone out for a second. You know, forget that the cameras is there. There's no cameras. Go into that zone. Walk in that valley where you can just be at peace and you can just have fucking fun. And that's why I look for I look for guys that's going to really want to have fun on the set, at the same time keep it professional. Guys that are in good shape, good body, decent body, know how to take dick or know how to give dick, and for the most part, is you know just be a great performer, know how to really do the most when it's necessary not to be boring but while I'm there on the set I would definitely guide them to make sure that everything is up to par and make sure that they feel comfortable while they actually are performing while the cameras are rolling so that's the main thing I look for is just someone that is good in shape good positive attitude like a great attitude they know how to get the, the job done, get the work done. And got to be a freak. Got to be freaky. Got to know how to perform, to give the viewers more. Because that's what they want. They want more. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with it. Describe your shooting style. Me, I'm hands-on. I'm completely hands-on, so... I actually would give them an illustration. I would illustrate certain things for them, be there to make sure that they do what they need to do. Talk to them, because a lot of these producers, 
okay, what well, do like, okay, I want you to do this position right here. You have seven minutes. You might have six minutes to do this position, then switch up and do this position. Versus me, where I'm like, okay, we're not going to put seven or we're not even going to put a time limit on it. We're going to let the cameras roll. So if it's longer than expected, fuck it. Let it be long. That's more for the viewers. That's more for the people to watch. Now, of course, when you edit, you might have to chop up, cut off different things. But usually what I do is, if I have, if I know that video is very long, I'll make a part one, two, three, four, whatever. As long as they get the full length of that particular video. And like I said before, I'm hands-on, so I make sure that I guide and direct these models. Show them different things that they need to do or that they should do if they need to compete something. Get them more, you know, oomph. Like if I see a model that's kind of nervous on doing something in the scene, I will brighten up their day with, you know, inspirational words, you know, to try to shed off their shyness. Try, try to, you know, have them to shake off that shyness. And be like, be free, you know. Relax. Breathe in and out. Okay, you ready? Let's do the damn thing, you know. And it makes a lot of models laugh and be like, okay, it's cool. Yeah, you know, because it's not no tension. You should never have tension on the set. Yes, it's business. Yes, you got to keep it professional. But at the same time, you want to have fun. Because when people see these videos, whether it's from Cameo Entertainment or from any other company, they want to see that the models are enjoying themselves, pleasuring themselves, which the viewers can get pleasure by watching. So I try my best to go inside my mind and be like, okay, if I was someone that was at home or in the confinement of my home and decide that I want to watch a video and relax and relieve some stress or whatever, and I go and turn on to a video, I want to be like, you know, I want to get the full enjoyment of it. So I, I think about how a normal person would do at home. And then I try to articulate all of that into the scene itself. So let's talk about freaky stuff. I want to break a porn scene down with you. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most, giving or receiving oral? Give me or receiving oral, um, receiving oral. I enjoy that most. Cause I get to, uh, I get to talk shit. <laughs> and I get to, you know, play with them, you know, talk shit, play with them and, you know, let them know that, you know, you can talk to the mic, you can sing, you can do whatever you want to do to it. It's yours. Have fun with it. You want to hit a Mariah Mar Carey note on it? Go ahead. Little Pat LaBelle, Jenna Jackson, Michael, whatever. You know, just have fun with the dick. Put it in your mouth. Deep throat that motherfucker. Suck it slowly. Suck it fast. Spit on the shit. Taste it. Lick it. Smell it. Do you want me to put it in your ear? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? 
you know, just have fun with it. So I, I really like receiving all. Even from the back. Eat the ass, eat it good. Mash your face in it. Yes. Put your tongue in it. Don't just go around the circle. Open it up. Go inside. Yeah. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Topping, bottoming, or flip-flopping? I enjoy the most topping. But I also... It, it's kind of... Man. I, I would... Honestly, honestly, I would say both. Bottoming and, and topping. Because if a person know how to fuck, I really would, really would enjoy it. But then, at the same time, if the person got good ass, man, that's heaven. That's heaven on earth. So I would honestly say both. <laughs> In a scene. If I had to, oh, wait, go ahead. But if I had to choose, I would say Tyler. So In I get to have my work a bit more. Mm-hmm. Okay. In a scene, what's your favorite sexual position, and does it differ or equal your favorite position off camera? Honestly, I don't have a favorite. All of them is. All positions are my favorite because as long as I can get myself comfortable, the sky's the limit. So any position would do fine with me. There's no limitation on that. And of course, we all know how a scene ends with the pop shot. In a scene, where's your favorite place to shoot your load and where's your favorite place to take a load? I like to shoot my load in the ass. Because you put in all that work fucking and just, just going inside the ass, in and out, in and out, in and out. And you grinding. You choking them. You just, I mean, you just smashing their face all in the pillow and shit. You're like, oh, take this shit. You did all that work. So why not release in the same place that you just worked out at? Um, me actually taking dick, I would say the same spot. That's my number one. My number two would be on my face. Or on day tags. And they got to. They got to taste the cum. They got to taste. They got to go in their mouth. Swallow it. Whatever. Because I want you to feel it. Just like I feel it. We feel it together. Two bodies become one. So to speak. It's that sexual connection. And it's tricky and how I love it. <laughs> How old were you when you saw a porn film for the first time? Oh, wow. I want to say maybe... Uh, 16, maybe? 15, 16? Well, for, for a gay video, I would say probably 15 or 16. For a straight video, probably when I was 12 or 11. 
just out of curious, you know, being a little, little curious kid. Was it difficult in the beginning when you started producing your own content to see yourself on film in scenes? No, it wasn't difficult at all. I enjoyed, I actually enjoyed watching myself perform because I could, I could actually see any type of things that I can better myself in, critique myself in. So when I see scenes of me in it, Sometimes I will look at the scene and say, okay, hmm, next time I need to do this, or next time I need to do that. You know, it's like you you basically trying to perfect your own art. So when I look at scenes with me in it, it's not hard to look at it. I don't be like, ill. If anything, I smile and I'm like, okay, well, that was a good one. I like that. But I could have did this or I could have did that. And then I try to do that in the next. Let's talk about your scenes, and something that I'm sure your fans are curious about is, in particular, the performers that you're paired with. Who has possessed the biggest dick that you've had to take on in a scene? The biggest dick? That's a good one. Man, that's that's a good one. That's Man, mm-hmm. That's hard to say. I know that Red, I did a performance with Red. His dick was very huge. But then I did one with Bam Bam. I did one with Stats um, on my site. Um, it's kind of hard to say. It's been a lot of big dicks. <laughs> been a lot of them. But I enjoy all of them. All of them was fabulous. It really was. But I, I really can't honestly pinpoint the best, biggest one. That's a haul. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? Uh, well, I'll give you uh, a couple of names because it's, it's man. Mm. Let's see. I would say Hershey, Bam Bam, Mustang, Stats, BG, uh, um, Red. Caesar. Um, man. I think those are the ones. They 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 are the ones that uh have been my favorite because they kind of really went in. They went in real good. <laughs> those are my favorites. I hope I'm not leaving no one out. Are there any performers out there that you haven't worked with yet that you're looking forward to working with in the future in scenes? Um, there, there's a couple of them. Um, 
I do look forward to maybe possibly in the future working with Jim Powell. Uh, Amar Rizzo. Uh, what's the other guy? Uh, he, he is one of my uh, favorite models that I, I would love to work with. I can't remember his name. For those two, it is a, a definite hot rod. Um, quite a few of them. Quite a few. Those are the ones I can think of right now off the top of my head. What has been one of the funniest things that's ever happened to you on a set when you're doing a shoot? Well, the funniest that happened recently was um, when I shoot a scene of me fucking one of the models and they actually peed on themselves while I was fucking them. And I was <laughs> oh, wow. Hitting, <laughs> I was hitting the, the, the hot spot a little bit too hard. And I remember I remember they were telling me like, you know, Kimmy, hold up, hold up. Because um, you, you're hitting that spot and I'm like, hold up for what? Turn down for what? I'm like, nigga, what? But at the same time, he was like, you gonna make me pee on myself. I was like, man, fuck it, pee. I don't care. Pee all over you. I don't give a fuck. Let's do this. <laughs> and uh, I remember that uh, when I was penetrating him, I felt his juices and I felt him coming from the back. And then out of nowhere, he just started peeing. And that was one of my phony. That was it. Now, that was really funny. Funny moment. Uh, it was shocking, too, because I really... He said it in the beginning, and then it kind of slipped my mind. And out of nowhere, he just peed, and I was like, wow. But it was a turn-on. It was hot. I was like, oh, right. But that right there, that was funny, because after we did the shoot, we, I mean, we all laughed about it and talked about it, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put that... In the thing. I'm not even going to cut it. Because I want everybody to see pretty much every single thing that goes on in the thing. Don't hold back. Mm-hmm. And that was a good, good scene. That was a good scene. That was a good moment. And even though it was shocking and surprising and funny, it was nice. Yes. Let's go from the funny to the embarrassing. Has anything embarrassing ever happened on set during a production? For Camille Entertainment, no. For me working with another company, yes. Uh, I remember it was a time where there was one model, <laughs> which I'm not going to say who it is, they uh we did a scene together and then at the end of the scene where we was gonna do probably about maybe roughly twenty five seconds into ending the film, there was like, you know, do something like uh maybe eat, eat his ass. And uh he felt embarrassed a little bit. I did too for a second car. I was like, What? Eat his ass? And uh, I did it, needless to say, but I was like, 
Because, you know, I mean, looking at his ass, you know, he had one of those super beyond masculine asses. And I'm like, Ugh, are you serious? Me? His ass? I guess I'll lick a little bit, maybe. I'll make sure I have me some uh, some spray and disinfectant and mouthwash and toothpaste and a bottle of bleach and everything. You know, not not to say that his ass was nasty. It wasn't nasty, but I was saying to myself, like, I was, I, I was cracking up in my in my mind. I'm like, his ass, his hairy ass, that's a lot of hair. That's a, it's like me walking in the forest. I said, fuck it, let's do it. But it was it was kind of embarrassing. I'm like, ooh. But after I did it, it was nice. It was nice. I just normally don't eat extreme hairy ass. Because <laughs> I don't like the hair to be all on my tongue and shit. You don't want to floss it during a scene. Right. You know, I mean, you're talking, you got a piece of hair just sticking out. You too? Like, really? That's 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 not good. But don't get me wrong. The hair can be on the asshole. You know, my tongue is wet, it's juicy. It'll make it slide to left, slide to right. It'll be just fine. What's been the craziest thing that you've done in a scene, or the craziest thing that you've shot? Hmm. I can't really say because a lot of them are so crazy. Um, from shooting outside where it's like 100 degrees outside and like sweating like like a dog in heat. That that particular scene was crazy because I thought I was going to pass out. Um, a lot of my scenes are just things are really crazy where where we fucking on the floor whether we we on the bed falling off the bed and then we still going we we halfway off the bed and still go then we fall to the floor and then still go fucking on um on the furniture you know on, on the entertainment system me hanging off hoping that the whole entertainment system just don't fall and collapse I did a scene with Day Day where I was actually on uh, an entertainment system and I was praying to myself that this thing don't give away because all the weight and pressure on it is, and it's rocking. And I did a scene with uh, Stats and we was on a chair and the chair legs was weak. And we was like, man, if it give away, we just all just going to fall and collapse. So that was crazy moments, but it... Through all the, everything held its end of the, of the bargain. Nothing didn't collapse. Nothing didn't break. I was really thankful for that. But um, there's a lot of things that's crazy. But I think the most craziest one was me trying to get one done in the hot blazing sun. And I'm like, man, the water ain't doing justice. Oh, that's too funny. But there's more. There's more coming. Everything I try to make it more crazier than the last one. So there's going to be many things where it's going to be outside the box. It's going to be crazy. Making people stand up like, what the fuck? Did they just do that? So I love it. <laughs>
just being more creative. The more creative you are, the better the scene will be, the better that it will be for the viewers. You want to always keep them eager to see more. Keep, the, keep those dicks rock hard. Because as long as the fans, the consumers, everybody are happy, then we all are happy. Now it's time for the big question. Question that I'm sure a lot of your hardcore fans and supporters are dying to know. How much is Cameo packing? <laughs> I am packing... Everybody say I'm packing 10. Me, personally, I say 9.5. With a strong curve to the left side. Uncut. And it's known to break down many walls. We discussed the pop shot earlier in the interview. I'm curious to ask, do you do anything in preparation for the cum shot in scenes? Are you the type of person that tries to make sure he abstains from doing stuff when you know that you have a shoot that you're performing in coming up? Uh, say that one more time. Do you do anything to prepare for the cum shot in a scene you know, to make sure that you have a decent load? No. Mm -mm. I just let everything go naturally. When you do stuff naturally, without rehearsing everything, that makes the scene more better. Because it's completely natural. It don't look fake. I believe in trying to make everything as real as it can humanly be. As real as it can be. Like when I'm in the video or behind the scenes, in my mind, I tell myself, okay, this is real. We're going to do this. We're not going to stop until it's done. There it is. And then when I'm behind the scenes directing, I tell the models the same thing. We're going to do it. We're going to get it done. Make sure you stay focused and just let it run. Let it take its course. Let nature take its course. So if the person is fucking, y'all fucking, y'all just going and y'all going, just, just keep going. Keep going. Eventually we're going to stop. Eventually we'll do some more. So with the calm shots and, and other things of that nature, I don't do no type of preparation. It's just let it, let it shoot out. Let it spit out. Let it do, do, do it do. Do what it does. You'll like it more if it's natural. Right now, I want to switch up the tone of the interview just a little bit and uh, go into some of the serious issues in the industry. And the first thing that I want to discuss is family. Does your family know about your career in the business? And if so, how do they feel about it? Certain people in my family knows about it. Certain ones don't. The ones that do know about it, they are cool with it. Basically, what they tell me is, you know, just do your thing. You know, you, you have always been the creative type of person, so this is nothing new. It's kind of shocking, but knowing you, you always get the job done. So they are very supportive. 
on everything that I do, all my endeavors. Uh, they kind of was shocked in the beginning, and then when they actually saw it, they was like, whoa. So the ones that do know in my family, they cool with it, and then there are other members of my family that just don't know because it just have not been told about. But if they do know, then they know. What is your opinion on the popularity of bareback porn in the gay adult industry? My opinion on it, I think it, I think that it's good. As long as you take the right necessary precautions to make sure that nothing bad happens. Um, I'm, I'm not against bareback. I'm not against condoms. I'm all for condoms. I'm all for bareback. I just believe that with most people believe that bareback by being raw it's more natural. The feeling is much more pleasurable. And when you see a person performing in the video without a condom you get more satisfaction from watching it. Versus watching it with a condom on. But that's just my opinion. I always tell people to just be safe in whatever you do. That's the main number one thing. Be safe. And have fun. What led to your decision to do bareback? My decision to do it was because I believe in it. I believe that bareback is hot. It's real. And I believe that you shouldn't hold back. Most people don't. Most people, when they do stuff and they're serious about it, they don't hold back. So why not do the same for sex? When you have sex, don't hold back. Enjoy it to the fullest. Be mindful now. Don't be no fool. Be safe, be careful, but at the same time, enjoy it. Bust every single nut come that you can. But that's the reason why I decided to go bareback. And I still do condoms as well. But me personally, I enjoy bareback more. It's ego horror with me. As a performer of color in the industry, have you ever felt any racism or discrimination directed at you? No, I haven't. Not at all. And I'm not against no race. But Cameo Entertainment, in the upcoming future days, months, weeks, we're going to be incorporating many, many people from different nationalities. I believe in everybody, not just one single race. I believe in all races. But yes, there are racism in the industry, just like it is in all parts of the world. I haven't experienced it, and hopefully I never will. But I'm sure that it might happen if it does, I take care of it the proper way. But I think it's sad. It's sad that we still go through that type of 
drama and bullshit. In your opinion, is there any competition among performers in the gay adult industry? In my opinion, I think it is, but I try to stay away from that. Because it's a very big pie out there, and everybody can get a piece of the pie at any given time. Why should you compete with the other person that's not, that's, that's crazy? You know, if you build a name for yourself, a brand for yourself, the only thing you need to do is keep building, keep climbing that ladder. And there's no need to fight. There's no need to. There's many, many opportunities, many avenues, there's many doors out there. Cut the bullshit. You know? It's ridiculous. Is there a misconception or myth about performers that you would like to dispel? I think... And this is only a small percent. I just think that some people think that performers are not human. They are an image. And within, I mean, within it, when you look at it, yes, they are an image that thousands, hundreds of thousands of people will see. I will, matter of fact, I, I use myself. There are hundreds of thousands of guys and females that watch me in porn. And some of them view me as an image. But at the same time, I'm a human being. And I think that a lot of people in today's world see these porn entertainers, adult entertainers, and really just think that they're not mm -hmm. human. When the truth of the matter is, they are human. They are very much human. And I just wish that some people would treat them accordingly. To know that they do have a life. They do have a heart. It does beat. Let's move away from the serious questions and let's talk more about Cameo. Let's talk about your tattoos. How many tattoos do you have? What are your tattoos of? Well, uh, I have, I believe, over 200 tattoos. Good grief. Uh, and counting. I think someone uh, is addicted. Yeah, to, to a degree, yeah. Uh, my tattoos actually just tell a story of my life. It's different things that I went through in my life that is actually on me. Mostly every tattoo that's on me, I actually drawed it. I know how to draw real good. So I basically create stuff that, that's on me from life experience that I went through in my past all the way up to my current or oh, how I feel at the moment that really projects me myself and uh, I'm sure there will be more tattoos to come soon <laughs> but uh, that's basically it. it just the tattoos explains me it explains myself there are tattoos where it shows me uh, um, expressing sexuality. I have naked females on my body. I have naked men on my body. It's just an expression. I have things, different things on my body. I have a saying, some of them are negative. Some that says, fuck you, but that's just how I feel. 
is expression. I have uh, different characters on my body. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. A walking billboard, if you could call it that. <laughs> and it's art. And one thing about me, I love art. So I like to project it and showcase it. To shave or not to shave, that is the question. Yes, I'm talking about down there, but I'm also talking about general manscaping. Hmm. To shave, not to shave. Shave. <laughs> you speaking of hair, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I would say in the asshole, shave. That way, it will not cause no problems at all with anybody. I think if you if you have a smooth asshole, that's the best all the time. In the front where the dick is at, you can keep the hair there or shave it. But me, personally, mm-hmm. I probably prefer the hair to be there. As long as it's nicely trimmed up and looking real nice and presentable. In your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest, and why? My chest. And that's because people love to grab on it, hold on it, pinch the nipples and sucking on it, and it's a turn-on. And on my chest, my nipples are one of my hot spots. On the flip side, in your opinion, what part of your body do you like the least, and why? Probably my fingers, because they they are... People call my fingers pudgy. They look kind of fat. So, I think that my fingers are just pudgy. I wish they were real, 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 real small, but they're not. They, they do good in terms of me fingering the ass. <laughs> but that's the only part that I probably would say I dislike. Earlier in the interview, we discussed what you enjoy doing on film as far as what sexual role you like to take on. You know, whether you enjoy topping, bottoming, or flip-flopping the most on screen. In your personal life, outside of set, outside of the set, off camera, what would you say your sexual role is? A versatile top. I love topping more, but I will let my companion do his thing as well. Gotta be fair, gotta be fair. Let's go back in time, Cameo. And uh, can you share with the listeners about the first time? Uh, let's talk about how you, how and when you lost your virginity. And you kind of have two cherries that were popped. I mean, you had sex with a woman and you had sex with a man. So can you share with the listeners a bit about what both of those firsts were like and how old you were? 
I don't even know how old I was when I had sex uh, with a girl. I think I was, man, I don't know, maybe 13, 14, something like that. Uh, I know I was in school, uh, you know, typical, you know, girlfriend, and I told that pussy that, I know that. Oh, man. It was so gushy. I do. I remember it was gushy, real gushy. And um, and I love her her breast. The titties was just the right size for me, a handful. And I remember sucking on them. And I was sucking like like I, I like I couldn't suck no more. I guess I was trying trying to taste some of the milk. I know it was a strong turn on for me. And with a dude was when I was in high school in the gym, actually. And I get it. To be honest, both of us was flirting. We was flirting. And I tried to, you know, I flirt, but then at the same time be like, man, what the fuck? Nah. And there was one particular day, one afternoon, that uh, I was in the gym by myself and then he just so happened to show up which I believe he probably timed it or just had his eyes on me and saw me walking to the gym went into the locker room and I went to take a shower and after I got out the shower I dried off he was just there and I think he was doing something or pretending like he was doing something and he looked at me smiling we said a couple of words, and she reached out and grabbed my dick. And, you know, quite naturally, I pushed him back, like, you know, what the fuck you doing? And one thing led to another, and he was like, you know, just relax, you know. And I let him, you know, suck on the knob, play with it a little bit, and it felt good, but at the same time, I felt disgusted. I felt ashamed, like, what, what did I just do? But it didn't stop me. I went back for some more. <laughs> and I think I was probably 17. Let's talk about romance and the industry. Do you find it difficult to be in a romantic relationship while working in the business that you're in no. Um, if if both parties do what they need to do and stay focused, then it won't be a problem. It won't be nothing in terms of drama. But if there are mistrust in the communication, automatically you set yourself up. So as long as both parties come together, sit down and really talk and discuss everything in detail, Normally, you would never have a problem. But when you start to not have trust in your companion, then that's when problems will occur and all hell break loose. What type of person is easier to date? Someone that's also in the industry or someone that's outside of the industry? Easier would probably be someone that's in the industry. 
because at least they know exactly what you're doing and they know where you come from. You know, they know everything that you do in the industry because they do it themselves. Versus someone that's not in the industry and they don't know what really goes on behind the scenes. And quite naturally, their mind will wander, which can turn for the worse if they wander or think negative instead of thinking positively, you know, the good stuff, the good parts of porn. But if they don't know that much about the industry, then their mind will wander and they will start thinking crazy. Like, you know, what this motherfucker really doing? You know, stuff like that. For those out there that are tuning in and are curious to know, is Cameo currently single? Is he in a relationship? Yes, I am in a relationship currently. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Cameo. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm real, I'm really a hilarious person, a comedian. I love to crack jokes and make people laugh. So that's one unique characteristic. And uh, I like to draw a lot, sketch, uh, to dance a little bit, you know, a little bit, especially back in my in my younger days. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm just really a, a fun character. Love to make a person smile. So you'll see me really just being real playful at times. That's one of my unique characters and characteristics about myself is just that I love to have fun. I love to make people laugh and do crazy stuff or say crazy stuff just to catch them off guard and, and put a smile on their face. Because when they smile, I smile. Describe yourself in 10 words or less. The best of the best. Well, that was simple and straight to the point. <laughs> As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of pop culture oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans that are tuning in right now to get to know some of your favorites. The first question in this set is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Oh, man. A Different World. I want to say probably a different world. Uh, Every once in a while, I might watch uh, Sanford and Son. Um, Cartoon, Tom and Jerry. Uh, Man, you put me on the spot on that one. I think that's pretty much it for for television. Because uh, I don't watch it that often. 
no more. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Mary J. Blige, and... I would say... Beyonce. Tyler with Rihanna. <laughs> what are three of your most favorite films? I like Harlem Nights. I like the movie called Life. And... Um, Hmm, the last one. Again, another hard one. Uh, let's see. Probably Twister. What are two foods you can't live without? Strawberries and chicken. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? My guilty pleasure is... Hmm. Let me see. In what form? In any way that you want. Oh man, my guilty pleasure. My guilty pleasure is watching porn. Damn. That's my guilty pleasure. I What's, can't help it. I believe it. Well, you have to edit and produce it. So you're forced to watch a cameo. <laughs> I know. What's next for Cameo? What can the listeners and the fans expect from you in the near future, in the coming months, uh, throughout the summer? They can expect more hot, dripping scenes. So much more. We have one that's coming soon called Imperial Fucking. Imperial Fucking. That scene, that video, in my opinion, is going to be one of the best ones out there. I uh, can't tell you too much about it, but it's going to be really hot. And there's many, many more videos to come this summer on all types of levels, dealing with different types of nationalities, different models, newbies and some that are already established. It's just going to be more, 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 more sucking. That's what is coming this summer. From Very nice. Very cool. Certainly something uh, that the fans uh, can anticipate mm -hmm. to come uh, very soon uh, from your website, cameoentertainment.com. Yes, sir. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, uh, your social networking, Tumblr, all of the goodies? 
you could go to cameoentertainment.com and click on the contact uh -huh. button, or you can go uh -huh. to Twitter, cameo underscore model, or cameoentertainment.tumblr.com, or cameo ENT Instagram, or cameo ENT at yahoo.com. Well, Cameo, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in right now? I want to give a big shout-out to every single fan out there. All my supporters. I love all of you guys. I love you, and I thank you so much. And I want to give you a shout-out. I thank you. Truly, I do. I also want to give a shout out to Night Wolf SSIV. I'm proud to say that Hershey, which is one of my models from Cameo Entertainment, has recently did a video with Entertainment West. I'm proud of him for that. I want to give a shout out to the Lucky Star.com. Give a shout out to Entertainment West, and to give a shout out to all of the producers from all areas of adult entertainment. I really believe that they, are, they all are doing a good job. And I want to give a shout out to all the models because they make it happen. Very cool, True. man. Well, shout out back to you, Cameo. You've been doing the damn thing, and uh, I have to thank you so much for coming on the station and doing an interview, Cameo. It's my pleasure. And my awesome, man. And certainly the door is open for more, so whenever you want to come back, let me know, and uh, we'll get you back on so that you can update uh, the listeners and your fans on what you've been up to. Yes, sir. Will do. Will do. And listeners, also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. And with that, Cameo and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night, and thank you. Thanks for listening to One on One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week. <laughs>